Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. This is episode 45 on the Merry Beers podcast with our friend Kevin Basham. Welcome to Merry Beers. Get inspired to live your best life and learn what it takes to create an epic business from the world's most amazing entrepreneurs. We're your hosts, Emma and Carla Pappas. Let's get our merry biz on. We are so excited about today's guest. We met him at Tropical Think Tank this year. We got to hang out on boats and we had a heck of a lot of fun. Now, he's an entrepreneur who's co-founded a seven-figure recycling business from the ground up. And he managed to do this with no money, little experience and making a load of mistakes along the way. Growing up, he had little confidence and he didn't even realize that all of this was possible. Now, his vision is to help the next generation of up-and-coming entrepreneurs and business leaders to share his story so others can see that anything really is possible. And it is our absolute pleasure to welcome our very good friend, Kevin Basham, to Hashtag MaryBiz. Yay! <laughs> I forgot to ask you how to say your last name. You said it perfectly, and Yay! that is probably the best. <laughs> That's we like the best though. intro ever. So oh, thank you I think so I much. Up a little bit, but I was like, I'm just gonna keep do going. Know, do you know? One day, I actually totally need a Snapchat. Carla doing the intros. She's, it's really funny, Kevin. She's like doing these arm movements, and it's like this like grand orchestra. Like, dude, it's, it's really funny because I want them to be really high energy, and like I do that through my body movements. So I have to do it. <laughs> Um, you know, what we should do is when I'm in Australia, we should do a video show yes! and then we can introduce it so everyone can see your waving arms because um, really I think it will have even more of an effect. <laughs> so funny. So, Kevin, what has been on your agenda today? We know you're somewhere, somewhere in the world. Where are you? Oh, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> right now, I'm in, um, in Thailand. I'm in Bangkok. Um, and I'm sat in my hotel room, so it's um, 10 past 12 in the afternoon here. Um, I woke up pretty late because uh, I got in here at 2 a.m. last night. So oh, wow. I've had breakfast, gone to the gym, meditated. I've actually had my perfect morning. It's, it's been lovely. And um, being six hours ahead of the UK really um, gives me an advantage because I can get lots of stuff done before... Um, I, I get bothered by anybody else, so it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. So I've had a lovely morning. That's so That's good. That's awesome. I love that. It sounds like a miracle morning. It kind of is, um, and I've been trying to do that, but when you're in different countries and time zones and you're out of routine, 
it's really hard. Yeah, <laughs> really yeah. Hard I think it's hard it, in but... normal routine. I also reckon, <laughs> right. like, it's like you make your own miracle morning up too. So, like, it sounds like your perfect miracle yeah. Kevin morning. Yeah, because we, we say that ours sometimes is, like, going to get coffee. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I love the Miracle Morning principle. you just got to find what works for you. Exactly. That's, that's, what, that's what works. I had uh, coffee. Good, yeah, so, good job, yeah. good job. I love it. So, yeah. Kevin, we know your story. We heard it on the first night of the conference. Yeah, I remember. We yeah, and we, we went pretty deep, like, pretty soon. And I was like, oh, well. I know, two minutes in. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder yeah. if, like, this guy is okay with this. But it was freaking awesome. And I think, like, it just, like, built our relationship so quickly. So mm. I'd love you to share, like, how, your story and how it all began for you and, you know, how you ended up doing what you're doing now, which is epic. How long have you got? <laughs> um, we have all so, day. No, <laughs> we can we can get uh, like the highlight reel. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So just just to give um, your listeners a little bit of context. So yes, um, exactly. I'm I'm 33 now. I grew up in the UK in a little town called Hitchin, not too far from London. And um, I I uh, I guess I was a very highly sensitive child and. Um, uh, I also believe that I'm an old soul, so I kind of um, was very adult before I'd grown up. Mm. Um, always a worrier, but didn't really have much confidence. And mm. um, I was a fat kid as well. And um, I, th- <laughs> I think at school, if you're a bit different, then mm. um, you're you, you can be um, outcast. And I was bullied, and I didn't, you know, I didn't have a huge amount of confidence to think I could do everything. Yeah. But um, so uh, that was the case really until um, a secondary school or high school, as you guys would call it. Mm-hmm. I left, um, went, uh, went to college, quit that, didn't really like it. And I actually start, just started working for a, um, a mobile phone network called O2. And, um, and there it, my confidence really picked up because I was in inv- an environment where I, I could succeed and um also be myself and I think that's so important that at school I didn't ever feel like I was very successful or liked or appreciated or loved and it was just not somewhere that that I felt that I could um I could be myself so um I had this this natural flair flair for sales which uh was quite good so I I did really well at that company I I uh, spent three and a half years there, worked my way up and um, then kind of left because I was bored. I get mm. bored pretty quickly and uh, I found a, a field sales job selling doormats of all things. So um, I, I was a door-to-door salesman selling doormats. <laughs> and like, I mean, how funny is that? The worst product um, and uh, I did really well and that taught me a lot. Um, I think if anybody's not sure what they want to do and want to challenge, get into direct sales wow. you learn a lot about yourself uh, I did that for 12 months and kind of went from sales job to sales job and wasn't very happy with doing that and uh, I had this thing inside me thinking oh it'd be really good one day to do a business and be my own boss but I didn't really have any role models or anybody that I could um, uh, look up to or I didn't really know how it all worked or how it was possible and um, uh, 2009 I quit a job that I had it was the uh to the outside world it was a perfect job Mm. I had the car the laptop the pension the the flashy job title and Mm -hmm. um but I was I was deeply unhappy I'm I I couldn't really uh be myself and be in an environment where I felt that I was appreciated or I could succeed emotionally and um 
financially. Mm. Uh, and um, I then, uh, so I quit my job. I had a huge amount of personal debt. I didn't know what I was going to do, but it was so bad that I just had to leave. And um, I set up this little sales and marketing organization, just doing some consultancy work on the side just to get some money in. Yeah. And within three months, um, we were billing £10,000 a month. Wow. And, um, yeah, I just built a network of like really good um, people. And uh, myself and my current business partner were doing that for, for uh, ooh, about a year. And, uh, and then I saw this niche in the recycling world and I oh thought, yeah, maybe we could do something. And um, we knew that, that plastic was a real problem for the recycling companies to get rid of because they weren't sorting it properly. They couldn't send it anywhere. Um, and uh, that's how it all began, really. So um, wow. I think that I just remember that at the, the, my, my first real job at the mobile phone company, I had a boss that just believed in me and knew that I could do something. Mm -hmm. And I had so much support and personal development and kindness from that guy that I'll never forget that and those those principles and those learnings um, along the way I still use today so I just think sometimes it takes one person to believe in you and that that can that can alter your life in in so many ways fire out Kevin amazing story such an amazing story and like such a like you know looking back it's like you would have never seen that you would have created this amazing business, would have you? I mean, I still, I look at it now and think, wow, okay, <laughs> I've done this. Um, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure how it's got to this point sometimes. <laughs> a lot of hard work and a yeah. lot of trial and error. But you know when you want something, there's that quote, isn't there, that if you want something just as much as you want to breathe, you'll do it. And that's mm. kind of how I feel. It's uh, it's almost like an addiction, really, yeah. that that I that that I've got. So, and um, success breeds success, which is another saying. And that's these sayings are there because they're true. And, and once you're successful in one area, you you, you want to do the next thing and the next thing. And I I guess I've got that natural um, that natural thing inside me that that entrepreneurial flair mm -hmm. that that I think some people just just have as part of their personality and who they are. And I think that. That was always there, but I didn't really have the confidence to do anything about it. Wow. And that's what held me back when I, when I was younger. Yeah. I mean, like, to go through bullying at school, that has, like, a major impact. I mean, like, high school and primary school can be a horrible time. I mean, like, I remember I didn't get bullied, but I was so scared of getting bullied that I just shut down and I didn't talk. Mm. Like, I was the shyest mm. person in the world. And, I mean, Carla, you got bullied. Yeah, and, it, like, it just, like, it stuck with me forever, but I know that, like, it happened for a reason. And I look back on that and I know that it's shaped, like, the person I am now and the person I want to continue to grow into, I guess. Absolutely. And just to share one very, very quick story with you. Uh, the bullying was also from the teachers. I mean, oh. I had, um, yeah, so I had a, a PE teacher who oh, was wow. just a really, really nasty guy. And um, mm. I had no confidence to do anything physically with my body for years and uh, not get involved in sports and things because I was told that I was useless and overweight and I got laughed at. And um, that, that even today, there's little things that, that stick with me. Uh, so um, I think that um, I make it out to sound, sound like a terrible school. It wasn't wasn't the greatest, but mm. um, I, I think that 
teachers and anybody has a has a responsibility to really understand young people and, and help them and um, that kind of behavior isn't acceptable and um, if anybody has or is experiencing that then they need to know that a lot of that stuff that they're saying isn't true and that yeah. um, that they can rise above it and can beat it and um, it's one of the things I'm really passionate about is is you know in, in the future I want to be able to help people in that position and um, avoid some of the things that I had to go through because it's it's not nice for anybody. No, no, not at all. It's I find it very interesting when I hear about teachers, especially because you mm. did that. You it was that too. yeah, the same thing. Like I was being bullied, and the teacher told me not to be so happy around the bully because that's what? why she was bullying me. So the bully didn't get in trouble. Carla got in trouble for being so happy. Like, well, that's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't make sense. So I think that. But hey, get this. Um, look at yourself now. Yeah. And look at where you are compared to where that so and so is in life. And I do so that, true. and I kind of have a chuckle to myself. So it's sort of sweet revenge. Because I think. And I think a, a lot of my motivation actually comes from that really, wow. really dark place. Um, that you know, I'm going to prove to you that I can do it, and how dare you have treated me that way? I, I'm just going to show you what I'm capable of, and uh, I don't know whether that's a good or a bad thing, but I, I certainly find that uh, that is the case a lot of the time. I think that that is like a really good thing because you're using what you went through to you know as motivation. So you're mm. like you're looking at it as a positive because it's helping you get to where you want to be, and it's help you. It's helped you get to where you are today so I mm. think it's actually a really good thing so I want you to quickly tell everybody about like your business like what does it actually do yeah because uh, people say oh recycling that's cool oh yeah. you're saving the planet and we, we do and it's great um Yay! but uh, I think a lot yeah and, uh, <laughs> I mean we only have one planet so we kind of have to look after it a bit okay. like you can't live anywhere else but your own body it's just you've got to look after those two things so yeah. we I say that we recycle for the recycling companies so oh. um, it's all businesses um, so when a business gets rid of their waste it goes to um, a waste transfer station or recycling center um, and it then gets sorted and put into giant bales and what we do is we go out to factories mainly in Europe and some in the Far East, which is where I am at the moment, yeah. um, and put uh, agreements and contracts together to supply those factories with certain types of material that they can turn into new products. So, for example, uh -huh. the plastic film you get around pallets and shrink wrap and old bags, they actually get turned back into new bags and household products at a factory in Holland. So mm. we're the guys that move bulk loads of recycled plastic to factories to be turned into something. And without companies like us, the whole recycling thing wouldn't happen. I think a lot of people think that when they throw something out, it just goes to the recycling centre yeah. and that's the end of it. But we're, we're kind of like through the, the black door at the other side, yeah. uh, actually trying to uh, help, help these companies turn that into money and and sell it to a factory who can use it so that that's what we do um we we started the company as a virtual business um and grew that very quickly actually with lots mm -hmm. of mistakes but we've we've done we've made a you know a success of it so far and and touch wood that's going to continue and then this year we opened our own um drop-in center for, for plastic recycling in the southern part of england in uh, a town just outside of portsmouth um which is in hampshire on the south coast of the uk and um 
businesses are now bringing us their plastic waste um, for free um, and sometimes we'll even pay for it so we're trying to disrupt the market by actually saying look don't just throw your plastic waste in the trash Um, sort it bring it to us it's cheaper you'll save money you reduce your carbon footprint and you increase your recycling rate so that's 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 the business in a in a nutshell really so um, so yeah it's exciting very exciting, very impressive. Because, like, I mean, like, we were the people who were like, oh, cool, recycling. Like, you are saving the world. But we didn't really, like, go into the business yeah. stuff at Tropical Think Tank. We more went into, like, you know, your goals for the future. And we'd love you to, like, talk about that. Like, because you have some pretty, like, epic goals, like, to help the next generation of entrepreneurs and, like, you know, to inspire them to get through tough times, yeah. like, being bullied. Because we know a lot of people still get bullied today. And a lot of people get bullied in the workplace as well. Yes, and that's, yes. again, totally unacceptable. And I had that. And um, so I'm um, an openly gay male. Um, and um, I am very happy to talk to mm. anybody about diversity in the, in, in the workplace because I was in environments where comments and things were said, not necessarily de- directed towards me, but um, in, in a passive aggressive yeah. way. And that's just like the worst, you know. Uh. Have some balls and say it to my face because, you know, at least then I can confront those issues. And um, I think there's a huge amount I want to do. So to answer your question, my goals are is to build this business, make it the the greatest plastic recycling business in the UK. And we're also looking at um, other countries as well at the moment. So it's just to build my I haven't got like a monetary goal. I just want to grow it to a size that uh, makes the biggest impact possible. So, um, and, um, you know, maybe one day in the future, I'll exit that company uh, if, if it's where I want it to be. But one of the big things I want to focus on this year is um, uh, we call it a personal brand, but um, it's just me. So to yeah. focus on me and what I can do and what I can bring to the world, because I want to create a, um, a resource um, and um, a set of inspiring stories to encourage the next generation of entrepreneurs because I believe that entrepreneurship is for all, but it's not for everybody. And uh, let, let me just explain that because that sounds contradictory. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should have the opportunity to do this. Mm-hmm. And some people don't have the confidence, the mm-hmm. right background, maybe they're um, uh, discriminated against because of their race, their ethnicity, their religion, their sexuality. And I want to showcase examples of people that have succeeded maybe against the odds or against the inverted commas norm. And I want to create um, uh, a resource and an environment for people to to learn these stories. And um, I'm uh, later this year, I'm going to launch a podcast as well around that. So that's my, that's my, um, soulful goal if you like that's the thing that gets me going that's the thing that lights me up and um uh yeah that's so uh it's in the early stages of planning at the moment um but um, that's what I want to do on the side and uh but it's getting the time and um it's putting the right people and the right processes in the business to allow me to go and do these things that I just think are my calling in life and um I've that that really was confirmed to me at Tropical Think Tank talking to everybody that this is absolutely the right path for me to be on and uh, it's really really exciting and um, I just hope I can I just want to change lives and Mm. again that sounds cliche but if I make lots of money doing it that's brilliant (laughs) but if I help if I help many people 
it's about and yeah. um and yeah so they're they're my goals yeah well it. i like it's because you had like the bad stuff happen like the bullying the crap you went through and then someone helped you your first job you mm. got that you got that help so i totally get why you want to help people because you know, like without that help, like who knows what it, what would have happened? Yeah, you want to play that part in other people's journey, and I think that's so amazing and really exciting. So, mm. Kevin, like, what do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned, like, throughout your entire journey? I know that's like like to, pretty epic. It's pretty epic to nut it down to one, but may one of them. The biggest lesson is that you can achieve things that you you, you didn't think were possible. Yeah, mm. I love that. I, I love, love it. So it's much. so true. It's like we just like put these beliefs in our heads. These limits. These yeah, it's all self limits, isn't it? Like, it's like no one actually forces us. I mean, like of course there are situations that kind of force you, but like most of it's all in our heads. Yeah, that we're saying we're mm. telling ourselves we can't do that or we won't be able to do that, but we don't even really maybe even try. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree. And and I think this comes down to a lot of uh, the people you're around, yeah. the environment you're in, your upbringing and your schooling and your parenting. And I, and I think that in not all the time, but in, in, in many people's lives, some of those things are broken. And, yeah. um, and, and I just want to, you know, for the rest of my life, be able to reach out to people and say, hey, look, this is what I did or this is what someone else did. And if they can relate to that, then it helps them and um you know i think i think and i think as entrepreneurs we all have that in us um mm -hmm. and everybody does it in slightly different ways which, which is good um so yeah i love uh. that so much and i think yeah when you were saying about like it's like about your upbringing the people that you were surrounded with like i mean that's why it's so important to like go to events and to meet other people because then you know you talk to them like you you were like when i went to tropical think tank like my goals for helping other people were really like like it became concrete because you heard like you got that valid like almost like that support from other people and i think that that's so important yeah and i, and I think um when I was when I was growing the business at the start, I, I I was just doing eighty hours a week on it. I mean, I was all in on it, doing yeah. nothing else. And now I work a lot of hours, and uh, I'm I'm I am out of balance sometimes, and and I, I I do get exhausted. And I think that sometimes what what I haven't done as an entrepreneur is surround myself with the the cheerleaders and and the supporters mm -hmm. and the people that say, hey, don't worry, I've got this, or yeah, don't worry, I'll help you because yeah. I've been so busy helping the business and helping other people that y you don't necessarily make the time for other people to help you so i think it's really important to do that yeah what yeah. about like in your journey has there been like one person that's been like a huge influence for you or is there several i think there's several um i i think from a from a um a personal perspective and and uh, and a business perspective but then there's also the people that are you know great friends and and i think that you know i've i've got a couple of really 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 close friends that are very different to me uh are not entrepreneurs but they're the most content loving and happy people in the world and they inspire me because mm. they have something that i don't have so d definitely those and um i think um there's I, I, we spoke about this before i'm sure but there's um there's a, a music artist called darren hayes he's an aussie oh yeah 
Yeah. From, Bri- from, from Brisbane. So, from Savage, um, yeah, Savage Garden. Right. So he, he was a lead singer of, of Savage Garden. Now, most people remember that. And uh, he then had a solo career. But I, um, Dar- Darren gave me the confidence to be who I am and tell people who I am. He, yeah. he was one of the big reasons that, um, you know, I came out and, and I hate that saying because it's like you've, you've got, it's almost sounds like a confession, but you yeah. know, um, nobody actually has to confess that they're straight. Right. It's, 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 so it's true. a bit, I still hate the saying, but he, he, he kind of, um, not normalized things for me, but, uh, he, he was a role model for me because he was happy. He was successful and he wasn't necessarily a character of a, of a gay male. So, yeah. I like lad stuff. Like I like cars. I like playing soccer. I like mm. sports. You know, I like drinking beer. You know, but I happen to like guys as well. Yeah. And uh, and for me, he, yeah, he he kind of helped me through that through his music as well. And I think that music is such a big part of people's emotional core. That um, um, yeah. So he uh, definitely him. And from a business perspective, um, I think. Um, Robert Kiyosaki's books, oh, Rich yeah. Dad Poor Dad. That was one of the the books that got me into um, actually sorting my financial situation out, mm. which was pretty dire. So I actually learned how to make money and not spend money, and what an asset and a liability was. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, Tim Ferriss for our work week uh-huh. was a was a big thing. And Chris Ducker's book, Virtual yeah. CEO. I mean. I'm sat here in Bangkok talking to you guys, and the business still runs without me. And He's he's just an amazing guy and, and super clever and um, yeah he, I think his book uh, uh, allowed me to put some processes in my business so I wasn't trying to do everything so totally yeah. I love so that. amazing I just like like I'm so excited to see where your personal stuff goes because I know there are so many people who need your help like I mean so many people you're going to be able to relate to who probably just feel like you know, they they do have these limiting self-beliefs because they've been told that they are different and, like, can't do something because of who they are. And I just think, like, there's such a place for your personal brand. So I'm really excited. I'm, I'm really, really excited and it's my job and my duty and my calling to make time and to, to do this. But, you know, I want to collaborate with other people on it because it's totally not about me. It's about everybody else. I'm, I just want to be the, the, the go-to, the resource, yeah. the, the, oh, I totally you know, get it. Cool. yeah. So are you, you going to interview, um, Darren, Darren Hayes? I, I, I would love to. You yeah. should you totally should. ask him. You should ask him. <laughs> uh, that would, I would be quite nervous, but I've met <laughs> him a couple of times. So, um, I think he knows who I am and, Stuff, but he lives in LA now, so um, you yeah. need to yeah, interview him. You, could, you need like, to make that happen. him or something, right? Snapchat that's that's such a great idea, yeah. And like, pitch it to him and like, tell that story what yeah. you just told us. Like, he's like been pivotal in your journey. Like, oh, that would be epic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> I love it. Just turns into like a brainstorm about what you what podcast episodes kevin can do seriously it's- but this is what it's all about like we're we're all here to help other people and uh, again cliche but it's so true you know we we really are and, and the way we can help other people is through through collaborating oh and, yeah um, that, that's that's it. that's what i want to do so 
Yeah, it's really, really exciting. You've got to follow that. You've got to follow that feeling. What does it feel like? Like when you you kind of figured out that you want to do this. Like, is there? Can you describe it? Because I know some people are like. What if I never find my purpose? You find your purpose by um, finding your purpose, and uh, what I mean by that is you you start you start mm. something. So just like a quick thirty seconds, I. I left school. I didn't go to university. I got a sales job for a mobile phone network. I found some success there because someone believed in me. Then I went into sales, uh, selling doormats, and I was quite good at that. And then I went went to a waste management company sales because I got headhunted because I was good at sales. Then I found a passion for recycling and business. And, and then I thought, well, do you know what? I've succeeded. I've done something. I've changed for the better. I then want to help other people. So it's just a life process. Yeah. And, you know, so many people, including me, this includes me when I was in my 20s, were just so like, oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah. I'm stressed. I'm not sure. Uh, you know, people say I've got to find my passion and my calling. It's like, do you know what? If you just actually relax into it mm. and um, just move and try stuff, mm. you'll, you'll, you'll find it. And don't worry if you don't, because if you keep around amazing people in the right environment, then it will happen. Oh, oh my gosh what an amazing heaven. like statement to end our interview on because we we're almost out of time but Kevin that was amazing I loved it I loved, I every, loved every second of this and we do have one last question for you but before we get to that we'd love you to share where everyone can find you online yeah, uh, so you can Google me, Kevin Basham, B-A-S-H-A-M, or just kevinbasham.com, and um, I'm Kevin Basham on Twitter. So I've got quite a unique last name, so I'm not, I'm not hard to find. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Kevin, what is the one mantra you're living by right at this moment? Um, you can't do everything on your own. So true. What a good oh, one. I love it. Oh my gosh. Kevin. Kevin, we're so grateful for your time today. And it has really been our pleasure having you on Mary Beers, being able to hear your story. And it yeah, I just know it's going to inspire all of our listeners. So thank you so much. And thank you for your time and the opportunity. And just thanks for being you, because both both of you put so much happiness into the world and um, we need more of it so keep keep doing it oh my gosh kevin's story is so amazing and i know it inspired me it inspired emma and i hope that it inspired you as well if you are absolutely loving the Merry Beers episodes, be sure to leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would prefer five stars because five stars is the best. And we love you and you love us. And yay, let's all love each other. Have the most amazing day today, guys. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water 
it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. 